kids are at home right now. There's no school. So they might be jumping in, jumping out. I'm sure you guys have kids and all the things and stuff happening. So I totally get it. But we're obviously going to be going through the steps that I have taken and kind of my framework for building a million dollar agency plus and how you can start thinking a little bit differently. One of the things that I think are the most important for me is to really kind of show up and scream from the rooftops, especially in our industry about the fact that, I mean, we just came back from a conference, IOA, some of you were there, some of you um, have maybe never been, but walking around the exhibit hall, and I've been to that conference a couple of times and many, many other conferences and events, and just walking around, it's like, there's so many people and businesses and resources and things showing up and exhibiting and talking about sales and marketing. And it feels like sales and marketing is like, the only thing that we really see people pushing and talking about in our industry, but here's what happened. And here's what I found. I figured out that, oh, there goes my dog. Sorry, hold on. Um, I figured out that no matter how much you sell and no matter how much money you put into marketing, you are, thank you. Um, you're going to not necessarily make it in business because you may not have the business foundations. And I learned this, unfortunately, through mistakes I've made and all the time that I spent trying to build this thing and putting so much emphasis on sales and putting so much emphasis and just throwing money out there, trying to market and do the things that I thought I needed to be doing. And that happened because I was looking at everybody else because I didn't know what I was doing, which is totally fine. Like that happens. But eventually you have to stop looking outside and start looking inwards on what it is that you're doing and what matters to you and how you should be building your business for you. And so as I did that, I realized that I needed to really fix kind of the foundation of business. And so I come and I really try, like I said, to scream from the rooftops about business and um, hold on guys, we need to mute some of us. If you're not muted, if you don't mind muting, there's just background noise. So I come in and really talk about business. I really want to make sure that everybody understands, like we all come into insurance from a million different industries, from jobs, maybe in the corporate world or different things that we were doing, or maybe we were just stay-at-home moms, or maybe we just got out of college and we all fell into insurance, right? Like nobody grows up thinking about wanting to be an insurance agent. It just doesn't happen that way. Unless maybe you grew up and you're like a second or third generation of the insurance industry, maybe taking over a book of business or things like that, or you saw your parents, you know, or, or whatever that looks like. But we really want to make sure that we understand the, the foundations of business. So what happened to me and why this all came about? One, I got two degrees in organizational psychology, which basically is understanding how humans work, what motivates them, what's important to them. Also, what attracts people in marketing to want to work with you, all that type of stuff and organizational um, charts and how to get the right people in the right seats and all those things. So if any of you guys this might age me a little bit, but I doubt that you haven't seen this movie. If you haven't, it's a great one. But if anyone's ever seen Office Space, where these people come in and they kind of evaluate what's going on in the company, and then they kind of fire people or they rearrange people. And so that's really what organizational psychology is about. Well, that and growing up with entrepreneurial parents, 
I had the entrepreneurial bug my entire life. And so that kind of got me into wanting to get into business. I didn't necessarily know exactly what I was going to do. Well, one day as I had just had my first daughter and I left the corporate world because I was so stressed, I ended up actually having a miscarriage because of that with my first pregnancy. And I, I left, I ended up getting pregnant again. And I had my daughter thankfully. And during that time, I started a mommy blog. This was like back in 2011. And some of you guys might know this story, actually. I had a very successful mommy blog. I had no idea what I was doing. I was learning how to do like ad space on the website. And I was getting products that I was supposed to promote and all these things. And sometimes I kick myself in the butt because I'm like, man, that would have been like 10 years ago. And I probably would have been doing really, really well. And it's when that space started exploding. But a state farm recruiter found me because of that mommy blog. And I was like, hey, have you ever thought about getting into insurance? And I'm like, no, not even a little bit. Like, what are you even talking about? Well, I had been insured with State Farm through my parents, our businesses, our family for years and years and years. And I knew our agent pretty well uh, because I had, you know, gone and talked to her when I got my license. So, I mean, we've known her since I was like 10. And I went and talked to her and I was like, hey, can you give me like the rundown about this industry and what exactly this is? I honestly thought this woman was trying to scam me. I was like, this is totally a scam. I didn't understand. Well, she really pulled the curtain back and showed me what this industry could be like. And she also showed me how much money she was making, how long she was in the business, how to do some of these things. And granted, when you're captive, there are other benefits that you get that are a little bit different and a little bit more support than when you're independent because you're absolutely on your own. And I didn't have to buy into a book. They were giving me a sign-on bonus. Like, again, it sounded like too good to be true. And um, I ended up deciding to go for it. I was like, I have nothing to lose. I don't really have to invest too much. And I got into the industry, even though it was something I was not even remotely wanting to do. Fast forward a little bit, things were going pretty well, but I didn't know what I was doing in this industry. I didn't have product knowledge. I didn't know how to sell policies. When we first opened our doors, um, I actually ended up getting pregnant again during that time. It was like a nine month program to get you ready. And so I just had my son who was about two weeks old when we opened our state farm agency. And so we 100% were that agency. And I know some of you have gone through this, that you know, got the baby in the baby carrier. Or I'm, I'm rocking the stroller. I'm trying to pick up the phones and all of these things are happening, trying to manage a team, honestly, not don't, knowing what we were doing. And luckily we had grit. We had hustle. We just like made things happen. We figured it out along the way. I was meeting with agents. I was picking people's brains, right? I was trying to figure out how to do this thing. And again, we were successful in making revenue into our agency. We were selling and we were spending a ton of money on marketing, but I wasn't profitable. And I also was working 10, 14 hours a day. And I had babies and I had toddlers at home and all these things. And so that's where I feel like a lot of us get stuck and we have to get through that hump and we have to go through some of these things that are a little bit just like growing pains. However, when I realized I wasn't profitable or at least making the money that was worth it for me to be working so much away from my family, spending money on daycare, doing the different things. I was like, something's got to give. And so that's when I started thinking more like a business owner, a CEO, an entrepreneur, and going back to my roots and stopped kind of getting shiny object syndrome and looking at what everyone else is doing and really thinking to myself, like, what do you want? What would make this worth it for you? What would life look like? How much money does this mean? What does the environment look like? What 
type of brand do you want when you are spending money on marketing? How do we make this more profitable? How do we change the profit margins? What things do we need to be looking at and doing every single day? Like key performance indicators that are really going to get rid of the fluff and just go straight to skyrocketing our business. And so that's really what changed and what shifted. And I just want to kind of lay that a little bit for you all before we get started. But let me know in the comments if you have ever felt anything that I had mentioned, if you've ever, you know, gone through some of these things, are you feeling these things right now? And just kind of let us know where you at. How long have you been an agency owner and what are some things that are going on with you right now? And I'm going to then get ready to share my screen. Desiree says, yes, love Canva. Isn't it the best? Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. You can do everything with it. It's amazing. Okay. So building a million dollar agency, we really want to explain to you what it is that you need to know and start doing in order to really get yourself on the trajectory to, to get there. And so this training and workshop and really just like engaging with us with Unburden Your Business, which is our kind of parent company and brand is really about taking your business from that burden that, you know, you think that you are going to make all this money. You want that American dream. You're doing everything that you can do to be that business owner, have that time freedom, all of that, and really be in control of your life. And you end up working those 14 hours, you end up being handcuffed to your business, all of those things. So if you've ever said these things or felt these things or are feeling them now, let us know in the chat too, what is really like, oh man, you just pushed a button or how does she know that this is what I was feeling? But you're working too many hours. You need more freedom with your time. You feel like your, your day is controlling you. You're stuck in that world when where you just walk into your office and the phones are ringing and you're just like trying to put out fires every day. You have a million thoughts all the time. There's no focus, right? You're just like, I don't know what I need to be doing next. Um, sorry, I'm muting some of you guys. There we go. Okay. And then just really not feeling like you have that clarity. As women too, if you're married or your parents or just different things, feeling like you've just got shame and guilt that you're not further along than you are, super stress, overwhelm, all of these things. And just feeling like you're not making enough money. There's no consistency or processes and showing up to execute is difficult. And you're probably executing on so much and not giving yourself enough credit because we tend to do that. But it's, if you shifted your focus, maybe on things that were more important, you'd be executing better, chasing things that really aren't moving the needle and just feeling like you're losing that battle between sales and retention. I always say all the time, if you've been following me for a while, or if you've worked with me, I know there's some clients in here, but I say that, you, that there's only two things that we do in our industry or as agency owners. It's we sell and we retain. At the end of the day, that's it. That's what we do. And I know that we insure people and we protect them and all that stuff. That's a little bit more about branding and marketing and what we actually do for our clients. But when it comes to business, those are the two things we have to balance. And those are the two things we have to do all the time. And there's times where our retention isn't great and we've got to shift our focus there a little bit and kind of plug that bleeding hole of clients that are leaving. And sometimes we just start and we don't even have a book to worry about retaining. We just got to really focus on sales. And eventually the goal is to really get that balance. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today on how you get that started. Going on five years and feel like you don't have a life. I understand that. Too many hours for me, for sure, and not delegating enough. Does anyone else hate service? Yes, nobody likes service. I guarantee that. And so some of the things we're going to be talking about too is really how do you turn into that CEO position where you're not even sitting there doing the service? I hope that that's the goal, right? To really, I'm sure you guys have heard 
the whole idea of working on your business and not in your business. And this is what this workshop is really about is really shifting you to think about how do you work on your business? And I'm going to give you the exact things you should be working on as the business owner and not necessarily just sales, marketing, service, all of those things, right? Like how do we build that system and that machine so that it's running without you having to do all the things? Now, that doesn't mean that after this workshop, you're going to magically go in and everything's going to be perfect. It's going to take work. All of these things take work, but it doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it. And I'm really giving you that blueprint. I'm just going to give you a reminder. If you can put your phones on, do not disturb, grab a pen and notebook. You're going to want to write things down. We obviously are recording. We're going to get you this recording too, that you can watch again later. I recommend that you keep this in your pocket for when you need it, just to go back through but you dedicated your time to be here. You honored the time. You set the time aside in the middle of a Friday, getting ready for the weekend. So just make sure that you are trying not to stay distracted because I am going to be going through a lot of information. So what if you could step away from your business confidently anytime you felt like it, have systems in place, and you're actually being profitable? And an agency that people are wanting to work with, they are texting you, emailing you, messaging you on social saying, hey, like, do you have any jobs? I'd really love to work with you. I love the things that you're doing. I see that it's a great environment, all of that stuff. And actually scaling and seeing month-to-month -month revenue that you've been wanting in your business and just felt like you just couldn't get there. And you could look back a year from now after working on the things we're going to go through and say, I see growth. I see that all this hard work and expanding my team and really tapping into my vision has helped my business. And then knowing exactly where you're going, how you're going to do it and have it scheduled so you don't have to show up feeling lost again. These are the things that I think really matter so much, not just how much money you're making, but what if you're making a ton of money, but again, you're strapped for your business and you don't know exactly what's happening. And you're always thinking and have this mental load and all of this stress, like that mental load and that stress is not worth all the money in the world. We will make ourselves sick trying to get our businesses to work, and we aren't necessarily getting what we want in our life, even though we might have the money. Has anyone ever felt that like maybe you were making really good money somewhere and it was just so stressful and it was just too much and you're like, I can't do this anymore. And that's really what I don't want for you in your agency and in your business, because at the end of the day, it just becomes a burden. And I also want to just say the more money I've made, the more I have taken that money and used it to help relieve things in my life that were stressing me out, that were making me feel like chaos. Like how do we then take some of that money and buy back our freedom and do those things? And that's one of the things that is kind of my why, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, is that I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, with who I want, where I want, as much as I want. And that sometimes does take the money. So if you can figure out a way to get profitable and use some of that profit to help you really build the life that you want, that is what we're talking about. That is what I'm going to show you exactly how you use this framework to kind of get that going. So if any of this felt like you, none of these things are probably your real problem. The real problem is that you haven't been focusing on really matters, what really matters in your business. But obviously we're going to show you what I'm talking about. So I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling to make money in your agency, feeling stretched too thin and confused as to what to do next to make your agency successful and how to expand profits and free your time using the four-part framework that I came up with that I've used over and over again, and that I've also taught a lot of my clients to help them get on that trajectory. And so some of the client results that we've had, just some things people have said, um, the more I grow in this, the more it makes sense. Thank you for what you do. I feel like as I think 
deeper and different things are becoming clear, such as my core values, you've challenged me. And I think I've come up with something that is truly me. And I want my agency to encompass that I think is so powerful, makes my heart sing because it's really about you. You are the CEO and the leader of your business. Like you are, your business is a reflection of who you are as a leader and what makes you excited, what makes you tick, what motivates you, what's important to you. That's what your team and the people that are working with you as clients are going to follow. That's what's going to be attracting them to you. And so if you don't know who you are and what you want your business to be and what that encompasses, then you're just, your wheels are just turning without really going anywhere. Another client or someone that worked with us said, I went through agency by design and it's part of unburdening your business. It's completely changed my mindset and the structure of my business. I got back from a retreat with a group of ladies that they've noticed a new confidence about me lately. And I think it has a lot to do with the tools that Cassidy has given me to improve not just my business, but myself as well. On top of that, I'm having my best month ever being out of town for half of last month. One of the trips was for Cassidy's conference, which was amazing. She teaches you how to succeed in your business in a way to where bit to where your business is working for you and not against you, she highly recommends. So this right here, this little view right here is just one of the months that we've had, how much premium we've sold right here. This right here is the sum of the commissions that my team got to split because of this. Um, you know, they are making money, they're happy, they're excited to show up to work. This is absolutely a result of all the things that we've put into place. Now, it did not happen overnight. It took us a couple years to get here, couple years is actually pretty quick because we had experience going into moving from State Farm as a captive agency to independent. And I actually just did a YouTube video talking exactly about what we went through to really make sure that when we made that jump, things were successful. That is something that you can do at any point in your business. It's something that I also do often kind of to refresh every couple of years, making sure that we are on the right track and how do we get to the next level and scale more. So if you're not following us on YouTube, make sure you go on YouTube. It's Unburden Your Business, or you can just look for my name. We constantly have videos coming out to kind of talk about that. So talking about what we did to prepare ourselves to really get our book, because when we walked away from State Farm, we left that book. You don't own your book at all with State Farm. So we left a really, really big book to start completely over, which was terrifying, which was really hard. I actually just got... Um, a Facebook reminder of like a couple years ago, just the day that I was recording them taking all their equipment away from the office. And I was just like, peace out State Farm. And uh, so that was funny and interesting. And I was like, wow, it's already been this much time. But what happened was because we had this plan, which is part of the four-part framework, we hit the ground running and we were writing $150,000, $200,000 in premium every single month. And my team was on board. I mean, it was amazing. So that YouTube video really does break that down and talk about it. So real quick, while you're wondering, again, why I show up and I talk to you a little bit about that, but what we really do is we create online digital business consulting programs and different hybrid things so that we can work virtually one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we have a ton of free content and we have our Facebook group and tons of stuff like that you can consume. I know Sherelle's not here, but Sherelle is an amazing member of our Facebook group. And she has something called the Cassidy binder where she takes all of our free content and really puts it together in a binder, the freebies, the printouts, all the things, swipe files and templates, and really uses a lot of that stuff. And it's really helped her business without ever even being a client. But our goal is to really help you with CEO skills, getting you prepared to start and scale your business with vision, clarity, goals, branding, and leadership. And once you have that, you're going to then create 
your business machine, which includes your processes and systems so that it runs without you and really creates that consistency to help you build profits and momentum. And then once you have that, how do we now take it to the next level and scale using data, using automations, tracking things to be able to know where the money's coming from, what is the most profitable products we might sell or carriers we might use or the type of clients that we're attracting and how do we continue to 10x that? So I just want to let you know really quick, I'm not a coach. I'm not here to cheerlead people. I'm not here to talk about like life therapy and different things like that. I'm really here to help you consult through your business and create strategies that are specific and individualized to you, your agency, where you're located, how many team members you have, how much money you want to make, what your area might be like when it comes to insurance and the different things that, you know, the premium averages and how do we calculate all these things and what kind of technology you're using and really be that consultant for you and that sounding board to give you that strategy. So before we did this, we would constantly have these roller coaster months and just felt like it was always up and down. We could never have a consistent growth month after month. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some months that are harder than others. And we've learned in our agency, which months those kind of are. We tend to be consistent in that. But for the most part, year after year, we went from kind of this roller coaster feeling to really just consistently growing. And that was because we put these things in place and we stayed consistent in what we were doing and knowing what those things are that really, truly matter. So let us know in the chat. Do you feel like you're on this roller coaster? Are you kind of sick of doing that? And let me know if I was not the only one. Rollering 100% every day. Can't sleep. Oh. Good. Glad I'm not alone, but I am not glad that a lot of people are feeling this. I, the only reason that I know this is because I am an agency owner just like you. I understand what you were going through and what I've gone through. And really, it's just me a few steps ago, right? So that's what I'm excited about really showing up and talking to you guys because I understand our industry. I understand what it is that you guys are doing. So we're going to step into the first part of the framework, which is really the setup. I call it the setup. And it's about purpose and branding. So we're going to ask certain questions on some of these next slides, really going into what these are specifically meant to do and how they all go together and how you can start working on these things yourself. So the first one's going to be the setup, purpose, and branding. If you just want to kind of write that note, this is what each of those, this is what is composed inside of that first part of the framework. I went through before we started and underlined things that I think were the most important. And I think that, that our clients tend to find the most value in and really want to make sure we hone in on that so that when you start taking these things we're talking about today, you can then implement them. The first thing is vision. And I know there's a lot of talk out there in the entrepreneurial world and in our industry about having a vision, having a mission, all of these things. But the way we look at vision is a little bit different. It's more about where do you see yourself in 10 years? If you had the perfect agency and the perfect business, what would life look like for you, right? What is that impact that it's creating in your life? And we really want to build that business that works for your life instead of your life working for your business. Some of us are just going, 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 and we really have it backwards. That is why one of our signature programs that I'll tell you a little bit about later, but it's called agency by design because we want to make sure you're designing your business and your life for you and not just going with the punches and, you know, ending up with something by default instead of what you can design. So vision is one of the biggest things. 
that we really dissect with our clients and talk about and make sure that that is something they're understanding. It's very clear. They're never going to lose clarity on why they're doing what they're doing, what it's meant to do. And it really gives them that North star to follow anytime they're making decisions or anytime they might have that shiny object syndrome. And it's also something we want to make sure is super clear and that we can articulate to our team, because if our team doesn't understand our vision or where it is that we want to go, there's no way they're going to buy in and follow us to do that. We're the leaders. We need to make sure they can follow us to this vision. One of the biggest things that I also think are big eye-openers, especially in the beginning, is just really taking inventory. And it's something that we don't talk about. I actually have it down to make a YouTube video about it, but taking inventory because we don't really sell products, right? So we think of inventory like a store, a retail store where you have products, you have to make sure you have the right count of products and have a good grip on your inventory. But for me, inventory is really about looking at where are you right now? Like, how many team members do you have? How much are you spending? What's going on with your money? What products are you actually selling? What carriers do you actually have access to? Like all the inventory and all the things that we work on in our business. And like, where are we right now? And, and having that hard conversation with ourselves on where we are at right now compared to where we want to go with that vision and seeing what that gap is. Because once you can visually and clearly see that gap, you can start chipping away at it and start getting further to where you want to go. And obviously that includes setting those goals and going after them. The next piece that's really important about this is your brand. And you'll actually notice that brand is going to come way before and even a lot more than marketing. I realized I was spending so much money on marketing, especially like with State Farm, because I was using their branding and just attaching my name to it. And I ended up becoming the face of the brand. People were calling and just wanting to talk to me all the time. And it's a struggle in our industry for us to really build a team and kind of like that agency feel, right? It's called an insurance agency for a reason. It's not just insurance agent. And you really want to be able to grow that business to a agency type feel where there's tons of people that are working for you and anybody can work with them. And so how do you start building that brand? What is it that you do for your clients? What is that transformation? What is that problem you solve? And I really think that more and more people are talking about kind of like problem solving selling where or problem solutions, where we really talk to the clients about what kind of problems come up and how are we positioned to help guide them through solving those problems. And that's really what branding is about. And then once you know what that brand is, which is your ideal client really understanding who that is. If you want to niche down into certain markets, which I highly recommend because we did that and we made a lot more money, people get very scared to niche down, but it actually helps you make a lot more money. And then really understanding those marketing concepts. So if I know what my brand is, I know who I'm marketing to, and I know the niche that I'm working within, I can then spend my marketing dollars and my marketing efforts in a much more strategic way that's really going to convert clients at a higher level than just trying to sell to everyone with like a massive brand that really doesn't mean anything. Because we are competing against the bigger corporations, the bigger insurance companies. And if you can't differentiate yourself, you can't stand out, you can't really make yourself someone or some a business that people are attracted to and want to work with, then you're going to be struggling and you're going to lose a lot more than you're going to win. And the deal is, is that 
not one dollar in your agency that you have made in revenue hasn't come from some type of relationship. And so when you can brand yourself really well and attract people to want to work with you, they're working with you because they like you. They feel like they know you. They feel like they can trust you as opposed to calling an 800 number, as opposed to going some of these other major carriers. There's a reason they want to work with you and that's going to come from branding. So what I want you to do is take a moment. I'm just going to like pause and we're going to have you kind of write down these questions. You can screenshot if you want and come back to it later. And again, you're going to have the recording, but I really want you to kind of think about how do you answer these questions? These questions come straight from that first part. And if you can start answering some of these questions, it will help you get clarity on how do you start setting up part one of this framework to help your business grow. Okay, so the questions are like, what does your agency look like? Your ideal agency look like, right? Like really closing your eyes and envisioning what does this mean for you and your family and your life? How can this business be a resource and a tool for you to be able to have that like ideal life that you want? I want you to think as far as you possibly can look 10, 20, 30 years down the road, depending how long you've been in business or what's going on in your life, things change, right? So maybe something is a desire that's come up that's a little bit new for you. Maybe you're in a different phase in life, like really thinking about what that looks like. And again, taking that inventory, like where are you now compared to where it is that you want to go? When you're driving somewhere nowadays, I mean, you use Google Maps, Waze, all these things. You put in your current destination and then you put in the address of where you want to go and it creates a map. Well, you can then look at the overview and see how far something is, how long it might take. You can really start seeing maybe the the directions and the route that you're taking. And that's really what it's about. It's like, hey, I know I want to go here. And sometimes it's so much easier to see where we want to go and not always understand where we're starting from. So that's a huge piece to the puzzle to really figure out where that gap is. And setting those goals of where you want to be 10 years and reverse engineering from 10 years to five years to one year. And how do you start chipping away at that gap? And then when we talked about branding, really like, what's your brand message? What is that promise that you need to be marketing out to the world and your community and the people you want to attract to help them understand like, Hey, this is the person that I work with. This is the problem that my clients have. These are the way we solve that problem. And here's the transformation or kind of the before, and then the after of how we help you. And that's really how you start piercing through the noise and start getting those clients to hear you. Just like, I'm going to give you a behind the scenes look right now. But when we first started, I said, Hey, have you ever said this? Have you ever felt like this? What did that just do? That just told you that I understand some of the problems that you're going through and setting it up so that I can show you the type of solutions that we can offer you and how you can help yourself or how we can help you or whatever to really solve that problem, get you that transformation. So exactly what I just did in the beginning of this workshop is what you need to be doing with your brand. Instead of just saying, we posted something in the Facebook group of like, tell me what you do or what you can do for your clients or how you help your clients without using the word insurance, protection, risk, right? Like we had a couple words that we feel like everyone in the industry uses. How can you explain what it is that you do without some of those words that everybody else is using? How do you make yourself different, but still deliver what it is that you want to deliver? And then defining that ideal client, really understanding, even putting a name to that person. So like for us, we have a name to who our ideal client is. We know what they like to drink as a cocktail. We know what movies they like, what books they read, where do they hang out? Um, what is their demographic characteristics and traits? 
Are they married? Do they make a certain amount of money? Do they have kids? Are they travelers? Do they like the outdoors? Like just different information about these people that what is important to them as well and what things they do in their life to help us then create content, create branding, create marketing material, all of that stuff. So we can really attract those people because we want to make sure they know, like, and trust us. So these are the type of questions that you want to ask and, and some things that you want to do to really help you just get started in building the setup and that first part of the framework. Okay. Let me know in the chat. Are you all still with me? Do you have any questions? Are any of these a struggle for you or not really clear? And you want a little bit more clarity on that. The reason why this is a workshop is so that we can engage and really ask questions. And of course, there's going to be time for Q&A at the end. So if you have any questions, let me know. Moving to part two of the framework, this is where now after we've done the setup, we're really starting to create the business plan. Now, why is it important that these things go in this order? Because if you don't have branding, you can't really do marketing that's effective. If you don't know your vision and your goals, you can't create processes. If you don't understand what it is that you want to do, there's no way that you can build a team around that and really have a clear organizational chart or like the positions that you want people to be playing within your business. If you don't understand the brand promise that you are attracting your clients with and saying, hey, I can help you do this. There's no way for you to really create that client experience and that retention to help you keep those sales and those policies and, and people staying with you for the longevity of your relationship with them. And if you're not understanding what's important to you and, and where you want to go, how do you continue to work on your personal and business development, right? So you can't do these things unless you have the first part done. And here's the kicker is that most agency owners come in and hit these things straight, straight in the head and they just start working on this stuff and usually not as effective because they're just in hustle mode where they really don't understand the, the setup of what needs to happen before they can go through these things. And so when you're able to really do that setup well, all of this framework that we're going to talk about, the rest of it comes so much easier because you understand the basic the, the baseline of what it is that you're trying to do and then creating that on top of it. Okay, let's see. Okay, I just got some emojis. Great, so I'm glad you guys are still with me. Awesome. So the second piece is the business planning. It's really the strategy and the planning and all of those things. I underlined core processes because these four things right here, marketing, sales, team, and retention are going to be the main processes, the main core functions and departments of any agency. And really in a lot of businesses, maybe not retention, but it might be the client experience of like you're selling a product, right? That product delivery, the product results, same type of thing. We all have these departments in our business and we want to make sure that we have those core processes ironed out, lined out on how to do each of the things so that when you're onboarding a new team member, they can quickly go to these resources and see how you want things done. And sometimes we don't always know how we want things done when we first start our agency and we will just hire people. And then each team member is just kind of doing it the way they do it. And some are successful, some are not. Sometimes you want the non-successful team members to emulate the successful team members, but they don't really know what it is that's making them successful. And there's no like real structure or consistency to any of these things. I know in the beginning, I was like, you know, certain people were better at certain things. And I was just like, hey, I just want you to do it the way you do it, but get me these results. And the thing is, is it wasn't something we could stay consistent on. And it wasn't something we could duplicate so that when we continued growing our team, that we could get them on board and working quicker and faster and more efficiently to set them up for success. Because if I hire somebody and they don't work out, it's my fault. 
I either hired the wrong person. I didn't vet them properly. I didn't set them up for success. Like, obviously we've hired some people that were batshit crazy. Like it happens and they sell you really well on the interview. Like that definitely happened. But for the most part, there's something that you didn't do that you could have done, but you wouldn't know that unless you had some of these processes in place so that you could really train them and see where they might have their strengths and weaknesses, right? The other thing that this helps you do is when you've got this set up and the business plan going, you can really see where you really need to hire people. Is it because you have a bottleneck of a lot of service like Rena was talking about? Is it maybe a bottleneck of you're great with service, but you're not producing enough in your business so that you can grow? What is happening in your business as far as the processes go and understanding what the structure looks like where you can put the right people in the right seats? And if you don't have that, figured out or clear on, then you're just going to be hiring and wasting so much money on payroll and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to end up firing everyone. You're going to decide to just do it on your own. And then you're going to get burnt out. And then you're like, I really need to hire somebody. And this vicious cycle continues. And I've had videos talking about the vicious cycle of going from doing to delegating to designing your business. Right. And so this is really part two. So let's get into the questions real quick that you want to be asking yourself and just really kind of diving into. So here are the questions for part two. I want you to screenshot, take a look, write them down, do what you got to do. I'll give you a couple seconds and minutes to do that. Okay. So the first thing to really help you figure out your core processes and what, what processes you have in your business that fall into those categories we were just talking about, writing down everything that you do in your daily operations from A to Z and really figuring out who is responsible for these tasks and the results of those tasks and being able to assign those things. Something that I do with clients too, is even if they're like a solo agent right now, and they're looking to build a team, I'm like, look, if you were able to afford somebody, or if it was the right time for you to start building your team, would this be a service thing? Would this be a sales thing? Would this be an administrative thing? Like what would this fall under? Would it be a marketing thing? Like where would the tasks and activities of the things that you need done as far as operations in your agency, where would they fall as far as a possible position? Or if you have a team, do they do the things they really should be doing for their position? Making sure you're defining your roles in your agency based on those core processes and what needs to happen. And then we really talk about using your goals. ICA, by the way, stands for ideal client avatar, which is that ideal client, kind of like your target audience, if you will. It's just a new term that everyone's been using and your niche and your location and your brand message and coming up with a three to six point marketing plan. I really only like to start with like three and just start putting some marketing dollars out and getting some results and then tweaking it as you start putting it out and seeing that it's working before you just dive all in into one particular marketing vehicle. So branding is going to be what goes in the vehicle and the vehicle is going to be the actual pushing out of that brand out into the world. Okay. So that might look like print flyers, mailers, um, that might look like social media content that might look like email marketing that might look like marketing, networking, whatever that looks like, but all of those things come from your brand message with all of this. And then what is the process for your sales team to use for consistent selling and closing? You should have a sales process that every single person on your team is using consistently. Now, that doesn't mean they can't infuse their personality a little bit. That doesn't mean that they can't be maybe product focused or product line focused. Um, there's been times where we've had a life insurance agent that just did life. There's times we had just commercial, different things like that, but you still want a consistent process for them to understand like what questions do we ask in that 
kind of discovery conversation. Where do we put the data once we get it? How do we bridge to get quotes? And how do we collect documents? And how do we do this? And we really want a consistent process. This also goes for retention in your servicing. You really want that consistent process. Something that I like to use as an example of this is like when you first go to a new person to like get a haircut, right? You don't know what to expect. You really hope they don't chop your hair off. You hope that they do a good job and you walk in there not knowing what to expect and you have this experience, good or bad, but let's just talk about a good experience, right? They did an amazing job, great price, just wonderful experience. And then you tell everybody about it. And the next person, a friend of yours goes and uses their service and has a terrible experience. It's completely different than what you had. And you're like, I don't understand because I had this experience. Now you're having this experience. That's where the inconsistency comes into play. And it's very hard to scale that good experience if you don't have a process in place, right? So I'm sure you guys have all gone through that where you go to like a new nail tech or a new hairdresser or something or anywhere, a restaurant, wherever you may have had a good experience and you go back and it's different. And the reason why is because there's not kind of like that core process for that process, that, that system and what they're doing. Okay. So what is your process for creating a team, training, developing, and growing your team? There's a reason why I say your process. I don't care what anyone else is doing. There's going to be things that you want to do and that are right for you. And I want you to trust yourself and have faith in yourself that you're going to know what needs to get done. Most of the time, we all know what needs to happen. Some of these things that I'm talking about, you're like, okay, yeah, common sense, but are you actually doing them? And are you actually getting deep enough into getting these things done that they can be replicable and that you can use them consistently? So what is your process for really creating that team, developing and training them? And then lastly, what is the process to show up for your clients and keep your brand promise while building relationships to create great retention? So not only is it about just closing that sale, but if you tell a client, hey, this is the problem you have and this is how we help solve it. Well, once they pay you the money to do that, you've got to make sure that you're, you and your team are showing up to really continue proving that you can keep that promise that you've branded and marketed to them. Oh, Desiree, thank you. This is gold. Love it. Okay. I'm glad you guys are with me still. All right. Let's move on to the third step. The third step is really about the action. So we did the setup, then we planned based off of our setup, and now we're ready to take action. We've got those processes in place. We have all the things that we want to get done. Now that doesn't mean everything's going to work perfectly every time and that things don't need to be tweaked as we do these things. But now it's just time to take action. I think a lot of people get stuck in the strategy and in the planning and they don't actually do the actions that they plan for. So how do we now get really good at productivity and really good at showing up and just doing the things? So some of the things, like I said, our clients have had the most success on are going to be really learning time management and not just learning time management, like, hey, here's how you should have your calendar, but understanding how time management works, that you have these certain hours a day and learning the tools on how to get better at that, not only for yourself, but so that you can teach and train your team. One of the biggest pieces of time management that we use in our agency, and we just used last week again, is really auditing our team's time. If somebody says they're overwhelmed, or we know that they can do more, or they're taking a long time on doing things, we audit their time. We literally have them write down and take inventory of what they're doing every day within the hours that they're working, how long it's taking them. Are they actually focused on income producing activities, or are they getting distracted, or is there some things that are bottlenecks that are keeping them from being able to execute? So 
how do you execute efficiently? Also, automations has been a huge lifesaver in our business. And I know it's a huge topic right now in our industry and just kind of like that hot topic people are talking about, but it's a lot easier than you think. And I also believe that automations can be built and customized to your agency based on your setup, what's important to you based on your business plan, because a lot of softwares and companies are coming out now saying, hey, we have all these automations already pre-done for you and they don't always work, right? So being able to see how you can take some of the activities you wrote down and what can be automated, where can you save kind of money on payroll and having a team member do these things manually that you can start using technology, which I think is amazing. And then tracking. Oh, I There's not anything more I can say than just you have to be tracking data. You have to be able to know policies that are coming in, premium that you're writing, um, how much time things are taking, how many service requests you're having for this particular topic, how much money is coming in and coming out. I mean, tracking so much data. And I know that sounds overwhelming and like another thing on your plate you have to worry about and do. But once you figure out those core processes, there's going to be certain things that you want to be able to quantify. If you can't quantify the things that are happening in your business, basically like understanding the numbers that are important to you in your business, then you can't understand where you are and where you're going and how to really make sure you're maximizing all those things. Tracking data is like the most boring thing in the world. I get it. But at some point you start seeing the data and it becomes so sexy because now you can go in and see what's really happening in your business without just having, you know, assumptions or just using your intuition. Because let's be real, when we really see what's happening in our business based on numbers, it's never what we actually think. And numbers don't lie. They're going to give you the real truth. There's no gray areas here about what's going on. And so when we started tracking the things that were attached to our core processes and things that we knew if we kept doing over and over again consistently at a certain level, we were going to hit our goals. That's when the data just became super sexy. And we were like, this is what matters. So just last week, I had a team member saying they're overwhelmed. And I'm like, hey, go find out how many calls we're getting on, a, on an average. Go find out what service tasks they're completing every single day. What is the category of that task? Is there something that we can automate? All of this came through understanding that we have the data and we just need to understand where to pull it from and how to look at it, where you can really be that investigator in your business and figure out what's happening. Okay. And the last couple of things is really just setting that accountability for your team, not about micromanaging, but really learning how to hold people accountable. Accountability is more about how do you hold yourself to the things you promised and committed you were going to do, as opposed to you showing up as a leader and like force feeding these things that these people need to do and holding them accountable. This is about motivating your team and incentivizing them properly and making sure that with the tracking that they're able to see, because the more that you track in your business, the more your team can also have access and see are the things that I'm doing actually bringing in those results? And that holds them accountable way more than you having constant meetings and constant conversations. If you can pull down and say, hey, this is where we're at, it's going to hold them accountable much better and give them a view of exactly what's working, what's not, than just being like, hey, I need you to sell. Hey, I don't understand why you know, you're not able to do these things or get these results. It's like, we can really look at the data and understand what's kind of going on there. And when you see that things are not working, you can pinpoint like, hey, you've done a ton of quotes this month, but you're not closing. Let's work on that piece and see if we can get you to where we need you to go.
And lastly, it's really about spot checking, understanding what areas in your business as you get these things worked out that you can just go back, spot check and make sure things are working well. For example, one of my spot checks that I have is the 15th of every month. I go in and take a look at where our sales are. Are we halfway to goal? Are we, have we exceeded halfway to our goal? Are we way behind halfway to our goal? Because that's like the half waypoint of the month. And if we're below, I have a process and a strategy of how to get everybody back on focus. If we're above, great. Don't even need to have a conversation with anyone. If we're on track, then I might go in and look at what we have coming down the pipeline. Have we quoted a bunch of higher premium policies that are just needing to be worked through and they should be closing, like things like that, right? So that's kind of a spot check that I have. So now that the system's been built and the machine's running, I have certain spot checks as a CEO that I can come in and really look at just to make sure things are going well. Okay, we have some questions or some things. Sheena says, tracking is life. I cannot imagine going back to not tracking. Thank you so much for teaching me how. Yay. And Brittany says, clear tracking has helped me figure out when I am able to hire so that I can start delegating. Love it. It's so important. And by the way, Brittany's like a beast. Like I gave her this Excel sheet. She's one of my clients, but I gave her this Excel sheet and she took it and ran with it. And one day she showed it to me. I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't even recognize this. It's amazing. So she really just took it to another level. It was awesome. And then I need to learn how to be better at tracking. So the way you start with tracking, and I, I have videos on this too, again, like on YouTube and all the different things, but you have to, again, go back to your core processes, figure it out what the things are that you're doing every day and being able to align and correlate. If I do this, this much every day, every week, every month, however much you need to do it. I know that if I stay consistent with this, I'm going to reach the goals that I set in place. And then you start tracking it, right? So if you even just think about something simple for us to kind of grasp is losing weight, right? So you get on the scale, you see how much you weigh, you start going to the gym, you start doing the things that you know you need to be doing, you start doing that activity. And every single day, you track how many times you went to the gym for the week. And then you start measuring on the scale to see that the scale is going up or down or whatever is happening. Because if you don't have that data, how in the world, you're not measuring that, how in the world are you going to know if you're succeeding, if you're not, if you're on the trajectory to hitting your goal, you don't know, right? All right. So here are some of the questions. Like I said, I'll give you a minute to look at these and then we'll go through them. So what are the ways that you can more effectively manage your time? So obviously, you know, I teach these things at a way deeper level. We actually had a really good boot camp um, right after our unfiltered experience conference that I think really dove deep into helping people manage their time. If you're interested in learning more about that, just let us know in the chat, my team members on it, and we can give you information on that. But once you kind of get for a short period of time, obsessive about really managing your time and you learn those tools, Anything that you learn as the CEO and leader, you can then take and teach your team. That's another thing during the conference that I realized. It was like, I can't believe how much money was spent on that weekend for people to buy software and products and help and all these things to help their team. And they're so much more likely to spend money and invest in their team, but they're not as likely to spend money and invest on themselves. If you develop yourself, all of that information that you're going to learn is going to trickle down onto your team, right? And so you can continue developing your team and getting them to become rock star producers or just really great CSRs, what have you. But if you don't know those things too, if that person leaves, there's no way for you, again, to replicate and duplicate those things to teach them. So 
time management is something that if you start doing, it's another thing. I started getting really, really intentional with my time. And all of a sudden my top team member was like, Hey, I want to have my calendar. I want to do this. Like, I like what you're doing. I see how much more effective it is. I see you're not working as much or as hard. Like, how do I learn these things? And that's you showing up as a leader and being the example, and then having that trickle down to your team. What are ways that your agency struggles with executing on plans and processes that are implemented? A lot of times you can create processes and you can create plans. And then you go to your team. You're like, okay, this is how we're doing things from now on. But for whatever reason, they don't buy into it. They don't implement it. And you're struggling just to get them to do the things, right? So what are some of the reasons or ways that you might struggle with those things? So once you create the plan and you are ready to execute, how do you make sure that your team's executing? Where are you struggling there? What parts of your operations can be automated to lessen the need for more people and less steps to complete? This is a great one. So once you kind of have all these things done and you're implementing it and everything's being, being done manually, because at first you're going to want to see how it needs to be done manually, can you then automate some things? We noticed a company that actually goes into our AMS and into our carriers and downloads all notifications every single day that comes into our carriers and they zap it into our AMS. And so we don't have to log into carriers all the time because we all know some AMSs don't always download properly. And if we really want it to be accurate, we've got to log into our carriers. And that's a lot of time that gets taken and things get messy. And so it was like, oh, this is a problem we have. There is a software, some way we can automate this. Let's see how we can do that. And then list all the important numbers and measures that you must track in your business. So really thinking about some things, like if we want to just like really work it out right now, workshop style, tell me some things in the chat that you know, if you do these things, you're going to make more money in your agency. What are those? So quotes, right? The more quotes you do, just as an example, the more quotes you do, the more likely you are to close business. So what is the number of quotes you need to do per month to be able to hopefully predict that you're going to be able to close a certain percentage of that to make the premium goal that you want to do for the month. Rena says, increase referral partners, right? So the more referral partners you have, what is that number approximately? Now, you may put a goal into place and say, hey, this is the measurement. We want 10 referral partners sending us two referrals a month. That's 20 referrals a month for people that are very likely to get quoted because they're referrals. And you know that you'll hopefully get 15 quotes out of those. And if that's not enough of a number, you need a lot more because that's not that much, but that's okay. Just start there. What is the number? What's the measurement for you to look at and kind of put in place and set yourself and your team a goal to get 10 partners that are sending you two referrals a month and just get started? Because once you hit that goal, guess what? You know how you got those. You can start increasing and say, okay, now we want 15. Now we want 20. Now, instead of having 10 that give us two, we want to have 10 that give us five, right? Whatever that might look like. And you have these levers in your business for those key indicators or those activities that you can start scaling and increasing as you see that they're working. Rena says 10 referrals, sending at least five leads a month. Perfect. You know your number. That's the goal. If you don't have that now, that's what you're working on. If you have that now and you want to increase it, great. Maybe it's working for you and you're getting the baseline of quotes that you need, but you're not closing. So you know that number because you're tracking the data and you can figure out what's happening there. And then lastly, what needs to happen to consistently hold people accountable for taking action on the processes you set in place? So that kind of comes back to this one where it's like, 
you know, what are the struggles that you have and what kind of solutions can you come up with that possibly will hold people in place? And so in agency by design, we have this whole uh, system that we've used to hold people accountable and we kind of teach that, but there's ways to hold people accountable based off using data, based off using key performance indicators and making sure that they understand why their position is the position, what results they're responsible for bringing into the agency and the business and why it matters. And then how do you track that so they can see their progress? Okay, is there any questions on this right now as we move into the last piece of the framework? The last piece of the framework is all about money and profit. And really, once you've gotten the setup, you've got the business plan, you're taking action, things are starting to happen consistently, you are now there to manage that freedom that you've created by building this. And that looks like making sure you're making money, that you are profitable. So some of the things that I highlighted was something that I call Money Monday, and it's just the process that you use to manage your money, to check in with your money, making sure that every dollar that's going out is bringing you money back. What are the things that you need to be doing? Money that's coming in, making sure you know what is giving you the most profit. So if there's certain carriers that are paying you more, can you start working with those more? Like all of the different things that you can do, but really having that healthy relationship and those healthy habits when it comes to your money. The reason why this is so important, because like I mentioned, I went through this phase where I was making a ton of money and I did not have enough profit for what I felt like I should. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I did not have good management skills of money. I was spending it when I finally got it because I felt the scarcity mindset of like, I didn't have it and now I have it. And so I'm just going to spend it like, right. I didn't have a good grip on what was happening. And so we really want to focus at this point on the money that's coming in. We want to make sure we can continue to increase those profit margins. Not only that, but we wanted to make sure that I was, well, I wanted to make sure, not my team probably, but I wanted to make sure that I was getting paid first, that I was making the money that I wanted to make and then seeing how much money was left over that I could run my business. And so we really go into all of these different things, but money is a huge piece that I don't think entrepreneurs and business owners have a good grip on and they're not focused on. And really, we're not a charity. We're not trying to work for free. Like this is one of the biggest things that I think are really important for you as an agency owner. Once you've built that machine to be able to understand that it's printing money. Now, what do you do with the money? How do you make sure you're maximizing on that? And that's why I also underlined the key performance indicators and understanding like this is where you need to focus. Forget everything else. There's going to be so many things that are going to come down the pipelines and, and through discussions and conversations with people and going to conferences and you're going to get flooded with so much information. But at the end of the day, there are only certain things that are going to make your agency successful. And those are the things that you need to go all in on and bet your money and your time and make sure you stay focused on those. Because if you can just do those and rinse and repeat over and over, and then just increase the activity, like pull that lever, then you're going to be successful. So I do also, I mean, there's budgeting and debt and tracking in here, but for me, I think about it now more as like, I'm trying to get out of debt to the money that my business is printing. I want to have a plan for, I don't want it to just print money and just fly around the room. Like I want to be able to have that money, go to a specific place and understand what the plan is for my money. So how are you money planning? What are you doing when it comes to the money coming into your agency and how do you make sure? Because I've also noticed that a lot of clients of ours either are very unaware of what's happening or they're aware and they, they understand the money coming in and out, but there's so many things they're spending money on or ways they can be maximizing on the revenue they're bringing in and they just don't 
have the process in place to go in there and, and get that worked out and um, managed. So once you have a process for this too, everything starts to get better. So ask yourself these questions and let's see what you come up with. What current money habits do you have that are hindering you from growing your profits? And one of the things that helped me was where there are certain things, because habits is all about having some kind of trigger and then an action that happens because of that trigger. And then the result that comes from it, that usually gets you bogged down for whatever reason, which also triggers you again. And it becomes this vicious cycle of certain habits and there's good habits and bad habits, right? But what are some of the habits that you have that are hindering you from growing your profits? So for me, it was like, maybe going to conferences or maybe spending too much time on social looking for solutions that seem to be quick fixes and really are just these band-aids you put on or end up being just a waste of money. That was a trigger for me and I had to stop doing that. So just thinking about what are some of those things you're doing? Maybe it's just not checking your bank account often enough. Maybe it's not having the routine and the plan for your money so that you know what needs to happen with that money. And it's just kind of like loose and going all over the place, right? What's the money story you're telling yourself that needs to change? Here's the thing with when it comes to money. Our relationship with money comes very much from how we grew up, the stories we were told, the things that maybe have happened to us in our past, things that maybe we've experienced. And we start telling ourselves these stories about what money is and what it isn't and what it means to us and how well we manage it. How many of you have said, I'm not a numbers person or I'm not great with sticking to a budget or just different things that we tell ourselves, right? And making sure that you understand that whatever's happening in your mind is going to result in the actions and the habits that you have. And so really trying to figure out and fix that relationship when it comes to money. I know a lot of people get scared with checking their bank account, but here's the thing. The more you check it, just like tracking data, the more you do it, the more you feel in control, even if it's not a good situation. And if you don't check it, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing, no plan you can put in place if you don't know where you're at and kind of where you want to go and what's happening. So if you don't do it, you're just going to continue staying where you're at and nothing's going to change. If you start doing it and you start figuring out where you the person managing the money is having some issues, you can start tackling them and fixing them. You've got to become aware of what's happening first before you can ever take action to make it better. And one of the ways we do that is creating a daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly quarterly and annual routine to check in with my, our money to make sure we have a better grip and really analyze that data to see how we can become more profitable. So how much money do you want to make every month? How much are you making now? And what's the gap? And how can you close that faster if you can? Another thing that I think business owners do is that we bring in revenue and then revenue goes out the door because we have costs for operations and different things like that. And then we end up taking home what's left over. Well, it's backwards. We really need to understand what it is we want to make. How do we take that money first and use whatever's left over to really run our business? Now, not always is that really realistic and ideal, but if you don't know how much money you want to make every month and what that looks like, then there's no way that you can make sure that happens and you're just going to continually wait till the end of the month to see how much money you can take, right? All of that stuff. And what if you take the money you want to want to make and the processes are being done and things are consistent and you start making more money? What happens to the money that's above what it is that you're taking every month? What's your plan for that? How are you tracking that? How do you make sure that for us, our worst month of the year for us to make commissions is usually November and then February. Well, if I didn't know that, how am I going to make sure that August, September, October, I'm putting some money aside to cover the months that we might have less premium. 
the only way I know that is by tracking and checking in with our money and seeing what those, you know, what those patterns might be so that I can make sure that we are good and that we're preparing for them. Instead of reacting, we can be prepared. And then what overhead do you have that is directly impacting your revenue and profit in your business? How are you tracking your return on investment? If it's on your team, your marketing dollar, your daily operations. For me, we know down to the penny how much it costs per person to be in our agency and per seat. We understand how much each team member makes with their salary or their payroll, their commissions, and then how much profit we get. We know that percentage to the number. And so when somebody sells a policy, I know exactly how much money our agency gets to keep and how much we pay our team. And I want to know, is this person covering their seat? Are they making, are they making us profitable? Is our break-even point with this team member a year, meaning that I won't even make money off of this policy and the commissions until one year's renewal. And then I get to keep it all or, or what happens with that? However you have it structured, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is that you know first the awareness of what's happening. And then if you need to change it or want to change it, you can start making those adjustments. So this is really the questions to help you become aware of like, where are you, what's going on and how do you make it better? Uh, I avoid looking if I don't think all like what I see, total avoidance, right? But here's the deal, if you don't look, is it going to be the same whether you look or not? It's not going to be different. So looking at it will allow you to then make some changes or decisions or take some action if you need to, as opposed to not looking at it, right? Or if you spend too much time where it's like, okay, I've had a grip, everything's been great. And a month goes by and you got busy and you didn't look at it. And suddenly it's like, holy crap, where'd all that money go? And you don't know. How many times have you just in personal life spent money and been like, I have no idea where that money went, or I have nothing to show for it, or, you know, all of these things. I know that's something that I've struggled with personally, the more money we made, the more we spent. And I'm like, I don't understand. We're making more money. How does our bank account still look the same? And so I had to get really intentional and get a grip on where our money was going. And the way I did that was I wrote down every transaction manually for a long time. And actually I still do in, a, in many ways. And I would then categorize like, how much are we spending on food? How much are we spending on eating out? Like I could really tell you exactly how much money is going out based on certain categories. I also had to get really strict with my husband. He's the spender. And I'm, I also spend, but he's like the spender. And I was like, look, you get one credit card. This is the credit card you use. Um, this is the credit card you use so that I can start tracking your transactions and we can see where you're spending the money that you have on the credit card, as opposed to it being split across seven credit cards, right? It's so much harder to track and get a grip on seven credit cards than it is on one. So just as an example of things that I've changed personally and just kind of sharing behind the scenes and just some pains that I've gone through on how doing these things really can make a difference in the way you show up and not try to avoid things, but really take action in making them better. So, all right. So we went through the four-part framework and I really wanted to be able to show you all exactly how you can start taking action and, and in the next six months, completely work through this framework and hopefully get results for you and use this to get through all the pains and things that we talked about. So this is a six month timeline of exactly what you want to do first. The reason why it's about six months is because that's how long it's going to take you. Like there's no way you can just stop doing business right now, unless some of you have that luxury and that privilege that, you know, maybe spouse is bringing in money or you just started and you're like, I can maybe take my foot off the gas pedal on this or that and focus on this, which I highly recommend because again, 
if you don't do these things, you're just going to end up with whatever you end up with at the end. And it's probably not going to look anything like what you want it to. So the first month, you're going to really work on the setup, right? We're going to talk about defining your vision, looking at your brand, figuring out what your goals are. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? The second month, we're starting to set up that system. We're going to be planning the core processes. We're going to be figuring out what are the things that we do every single day in our agency and what positions should we have or who needs to be doing these things and what are the results that we're looking for from each of those processes. The third month, you're really going to take that system and just implement it. Just put it into place and start seeing where you may have forgotten something, where maybe you missed a few steps in a process or, or things aren't clear with your team or yourself. And you're like, wait, if we're going to, you know, quote this type of business, we still need to do this step. And I completely forgot it. And it starts causing maybe some issues, but like you're really using that month to put these systems into place and see that they're working. And then four, you're going to maximize the execution of those. See if you can do more of them. Can you do them faster? Like how do you, do you need to bring on a team member? Is there bottlenecks? What's going on? And how do you maximize productivity and get really good at that? And then month five, you're going to start working on your money. You're going to have your money Mondays. You're going to have your dates. You're going to work on that money relationship. You're going to figure out what are those key performing indicators. You're going to make a money plan. If you're in debt or you need to budget, you're going to figure out what that looks like. And then lastly, on month six, you're going to look at everything you've done and you're going to see, okay, are there places that we can start setting up to scale this thing? Does that mean bringing in a new producer because you have that position perfectly ready, the training, the development and everything for that person. And now they just have to come in and plug and play and you should be able to make them profitable quickly. Does that mean that now you can increase referral partners because you have the capacity to do more quotes? Does that mean that you can now go after different niches and different clientele? Like, what does that look like? So let me know if you have any questions about this timeline and what that looks like as far as using that part four-part framework and implementing it into your life and what that can look like for your business. Okay, so we are going to open it up for Q&A in just a second. If you guys have questions or you want to just talk about you know, what you might be struggling with and where you're at in your agency. And I can absolutely do like hot seat coaching and just talking about that. But I did obviously want to talk a little bit about how you can get some help. So why does this work and why has it worked for me and clients? It works because you start off with that strong vision. You create that strategic plan. You take action and hold yourself and team accountable, and then you work on the money. And then once you're profitable and making that revenue, you can then look at your vision again and say, is this still working? Is this still what I want it to be? And again, if you add product lines or you add team members or you do something different, you can go back to strategic planning, right? All of these things, because this framework can be used over and over again. And it's a tool and it's learning how to use this than me just telling you, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. I'm actually teaching you how to go through these things and what you need to do so that it develops you as the business owner and the things that you need to be working on. And it just makes you better, right? And that's how this works. So some of the results that people who have taken action on this stuff have put into place and what they've gotten. So they get clear, take action, defined what was important to them without an influence of the industry or anyone else. They've saved $80,000 in one year on things they were spending on that weren't producing results. I call it smoking hopium, right? So you just start throwing money out the window and you start smoking some hopium, hoping that these things are going to bring you money back and they actually really don't. Hiring the right people who aligned with their values and took their business seriously that actually started producing results and were a pleasure to work with. Began using new branding to tap into their niche and they started getting connections and started making more money and their business became more profitable. 
They began taking more days off while the office was running how they wanted and not needing to spend time stressing or reacting to things, but being prepared in future things with roadmaps of what was coming. So being able to dream up new ideas and execution systems. Uh, one client took a four week trip to Italy and everything was running and working and they were still selling and all the things were so good. Uh, so much more time focused on the right things, not being distracted, better self-care and peace of mind, investing in other opportunities and expanding profits. I have two clients that have actually opened more locations. Um, another client that actually started another business that they were able to do because their other business was running well creating impact in their community, hitting bonuses that they only dreamed about. These are just some things to name a few. So I do want to take a second and talk to you about agency by design, what it is and what it means. And these are some things that people have said that have been clients of ours, you know, happy to have found someone that is no bullshit, that is definitely me. Holy shit, girl, you were quick. Yes, I do, because I just want to come in there and help you get a grip and, and do everything that you want to do in your life. Oh my God, after the money lesson, I realized how much I need to work on and what I have been avoiding that I now know what I need to do to get my shit together. You definitely are my number one choice because you see my vision so clearly. I have had the best month I've ever had. And it's all because of agency by design. I'm getting my mindset shifted and I'm here for it 100%. These are things that people have said. So what does it mean? We go through, we just talked about all the things. I literally gave you the framework. I said, you can go do this on your own. Here are the steps. This is what you need to be doing in your business what agency by design is built off of this framework. And so we work one-on-one -on -one to work with you on this. You have video lessons, exercises, printed and shipped workbook for you to be able to go through all this 27, 24 seven access to us and questions and things that you need, downloads, swipe files, templates, everything you could possibly need to get these things going. You get one-on-one -on -one calls and messaging and access to all the resource that we have. And then you'll be adding all the work into a business, a digital business plan. We'll be creating road, roadmaps and activities to help you achieve everything that you want, even beyond working together. And then really personalize attention and action steps to guide you for what you want your agency to be. So all of this would cost you at least over $10,000. I actually know someone who just became a consultant and I did some research because, you know, who doesn't want to do research and know what's going on in the industry, but they're charging well over $1,500 a month and people are signing up and it's great. But after doing the research, I realized there's not even half the things that we provide. And I know for a fact, just doing the research, we definitely could charge over $10,000 for something like this. But with everything that you get, our program is $750 a month if you're doing a six-month payment plan, or you get a $500 discount by paying in full for one, one, one payment. So if you're interested in getting started, this is the website to go find out more information. It's a very detailed on there exactly what you get. There's also links in there to book a call. So we absolutely offer like a 30-minute call to really see if this is the right fit for you, because for us... We want to make sure that the energy is right, the vibe is right, that you are really someone who's going to take this and do, do what needs to get done and take the action to help your business. And you're not just going to buy it and not do anything with it. That is not why we're in business. So we want to make sure that it's the right fit for you. So there are links in there for you to book a call, 30 minutes. And there have been a few people who have not been ready. And I let them know, hey, I don't think you're ready. But even in that 30-minute call, they get a lot of steps that I strategize with them on how they can get ready and or what they can be doing. So it's literally like a free consulting call. So if you're interested in even doing that and finding out more, go to that website, book a call, um, and let's just chat.
If you are interested though, what I need from you is participation. Like you have to show up to the calls. You've got to do the work and apply the things and take action. You've got to go all in. I do ask clients not to participate in anything else while they're working with us because we don't want them to get confused and we don't want them to go off and do something else and then forget about all the things we need to do. We absolutely want feedback. We want you to tell us how it's going, give testimonials, letting us know how you're doing and just being honest and open to share. Every single thing that we talk about never leaves my mind. It stays with me. Like I said, I went to school for psychology. And so I understand exactly what it is to keep clients information private and you are in a safe space, no judgment ever. I mean, you can ask any of our clients, like they've never felt judged for being honest and what's going on with them, just support and being able to figure out how to get you out of there. So what I want to do right now, if you have any questions, let us know. And I'd love to hear from you all on anything that you are struggling with right now that you've seen that we've talked about through the part four part framework and like where you're thinking, I need to start here. I need to do this next. Maybe there's parts where you're like, you know what? I really have this down, but there's some things that I don't. And I, I'm making a commitment right now on this call to at least get started on. Just so you all know too, we have other products besides agency by design to help you in your business. We have a monthly membership. It's called the collective and we get on monthly calls where there is a training and it's just like this workshop style where you can unmute, ask questions, say, Hey, I'm dealing with this right now. Like, can you please help me out? So you get access to me as well. And then we have a Slack channel where you can ask questions to the group as well as me and my team 24 seven. And that's $49 a month, no commitment. You can cancel whenever you want. So that is um, awesome. If you just want to get started with something just to hold yourself accountable and continue developing yourself as an agency owner. And then we have the Facebook group. It's called Female Insurance Agency Owners, where we're constantly adding all of our YouTube videos and things. So if you want to be in the know of the things that are coming out and all of that free content, you definitely want to go in there and become a member of the group. It's an amazing resource. It is so supportive. Like, We've only had to kick out one person who was not nice and we take that very seriously. And then um, we have a ton of stuff coming down the pipeline. I know Isabel just asked about the time management training. I am going to make sure to email that to you. So if you want to look into it, we'll definitely get that done. But we have a conference that we just did last not last month, two months ago. Oh my God, I can't believe it's been two months. That was amazing. And we haven't decided if we're doing another one yet next year, but all of the things, these things that we're doing, we've done a retreat before, which is amazing for you to unplug from everything that's going on and just put yourself in a room with like-minded people who are there to relax, there to talk about things that are important to them um, and just, you deserve a retreat and we spoil you and you get access to me and all the things. And then also we have an amazing product coming down the pipeline in January, which we're excited to be announcing soon and release out, which I think is going to be really, really great. It's something that I would personally want to go to. So that I think is going to be awesome. So those are the ways to stay connected with us. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on YouTube, become part a member in the Facebook group. If you have any questions, you can always email us. Bye everyone.